0: Hey, Adam. What's up? Do you have a master's degree? I do not. What about a bachelor's? Nope. Have you ever been to Bachelor's Gulch in Colorado? Uh, no. Okay.
1: I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily jazz
0: advice coming at you.
1: Coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by SoundSlice. Go to soundslice.com slash transcribe to check out this amazing transcribing tool and resource. Uh, you know, Pete, we use SoundSlice all the time around here. It's on every single one of our courses. We love it. Uh, we literally have hundreds of lessons transcribed and in SoundSlice, and uh so happy that they're a sponsor go check them out
0: yeah and they have so much that you can check out their the transcribed pages you said and also the community page which is soundslice.com slash community and i've been digging into uh shawnuff h -H s-h-a-w-n-u-f-f one of the users who's been posting some great slices great jazz slices hank mobley solo dexter gordon that ron carter line a lot of cool community driven stuff and then, um, folks, once you get your free account, you can upload some of your own stuff. Yeah.
1: No, it is it is really an amazing tool and resource. Um, it's kind of like a cheesy jazz DJ. That's <laughs> a good tool and a resource. That's right. It's good. Like that. Good stuff. It's I got Harkening back to our humor and jazz. That's episode. right. That's right. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so today we have a question from uh, an email. This is from Varun. I think that's how you say his name. Mm. Varun or Varun. Uh, Hey, Peter and Adam, I was wondering if you could help me with the dilemma. I'm in my early twenties and I'm in the process of deciding what to do with my life. Uh, well, Verena, I'm in my early forties and in the process <laughs> of deciding what I want to do with my life. I'm torn between going to music school and doing a master's degree in an unrelated, but more employable field. I'm very much in love with jazz and I'm completely devoted to it, but I know it is very hard to make a living playing music, let alone your own music. However, I worry that if I do my master's, I'll have significantly less time to practice and I'll never realize my true potential, thereby condemning myself to an unfulfilling life. I'd love to hear what you, have to, what you too have to say about this. I think it applies to all of us. How do we find a balance between making a living and doing what we love? The only certainty I have is that I need to release that inner urge. Oh, good. Sincerely, Varun. Uh, thanks for all your hard work. Seven stars. Thanks, Varun. Appreciate that.
0: Wow. Great question. Um, deep question. Uh, I'm trying to put myself back in the sort of mindset of someone in their early 20s. Because I think that's important to kind of get to the bottom of this. We, we probably look at it different being at a little bit older ages and at different places in our life. I think that the first thing I would say is that it's never, life is never as binary and cut and dry as it feels like it's going to be when you're at these kind of pivotal places, like when you're having to make a decision between do I get my master's or do I follow my passion? Yeah. You know, and I understand why it feels like that because you're having to make a very binary decision. You either get your master's or not, you know? Yeah. And, but it's not going to affect things as much as you think, I I believe. So in other words, it's not like, oh, if I go get my master's and, and, and they said they're unrelated field and they didn't say what it was. No, right? they did not. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, short of maybe going to medical school or something where you're just going to be spending so much time and it has like so little to do with music. Like, you might be able to connect what you're studying for your master's degree with jazz, with music, with art. I mean, there's all different ways to look at this. So I wouldn't make it so much like, do I do this or this, mm-hmm. or am I doomed to a life of failure? You know, because it's I, I, for, for me in my life. I think for, for for many of my friends that I know, there's all these kind of um, winding roads and mistakes sometimes, Absolutely. and then you got got to circle back or whatever. That's what makes life interesting. That's what gives you drive and grit. And um, there, there's almost nothing that you're going to do that's going to be irreparable, you know, outside of, you know, there's certain decisions you make, like maybe join the military where you're like locked in for three years or five years or whatever. And maybe you wouldn't be able to practice, but there's army bands, too. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't first some good whole, army bands, There's too. some very good army bands. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry too much, but there may be a hybrid approach. There is a hybrid approach. You might not have found exactly what it is where you can. You can pursue your different um, passions, and I think definitely be employable yep. and employed, and 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 have a great life where you're able to follow your passions and make a living at
1: it. Yeah, it's it's really well said, man, and and it's true. Like I, I don't think it is as cut and dry. Of, like I either do this or I do this. I mean, I know a lot of people who have who de- dedicated their twenties. They were like, okay, I'm and I'm going to be a musician, and they had some success with that. And then later, they're like, you know what, I want to be a lawyer. And, yeah. and they went and did that, and that's cool too. Like, there's still time to do that if you want to put off master, your master's degree till later. Yeah. I mean, I'm not telling you to do that. Obviously, that's what I'm doing. I'm don't put off my
0: master. I'm putting off my bachelor's still later. Don't as tell well. your parents <laughs>
1: that the that the podcast told you to do that. But I'm just, I'm just saying that it's it's not as like. It feels – I get it because yeah. it feels like it's very urgent and you have to choose one way or the other, but there, there's – you have time. and You, you do have time. You, you have,
0: have t- time to make some mistakes and you should make mistakes. You should, absolutely. You should lean into the mistakes. You know, don't. I mean, try to make the most informed decision based on your gut feeling as you can, but know that you're at a time in your life when you can do that. So most likely, like if you don't have kids yet or something – And I don't know, it it, it always depends on the situation. Maybe you're supporting a loved one or a spouse or a parent or a child. Then you have to kind of make different decisions. But normally before you are in that situation, you can really afford to make mistakes from the standpoint of you're only going to be affecting yourself. That's right. So worst case scenario, you set yourself back, but you haven't set back your family, whatever. Obviously, as you get older and you get more involved with family and different types of things, if you decide to go that route, you have to be not necessarily more careful, but a little bit more calculating and and more – um, a little more dogmatic about how you approach and pursue whatever decision it is that you make. You, your margin for error does start to go down as yeah. you get older, but it's definitely not when you're in your early twenties. This should be a time when the world is your oyster and everything is open.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm not sure if you have to be as calculating about it as you think. And if right. if music and jazz is your passion and you're completely devoted to it and you want to take that time with it, this is the time to do it. Yeah, you know, this is the time to do it.
0: And and you know, in terms of like and. I, about how you do it, like there's so many different ways to get there. You can look at the the myriad of ways that musicians have kind of gotten to the point where it, you know if your goal is to be a professional musician in terms of like a high level player that's making their living from playing or teaching or whatever you however you want to be involved in music if 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 that's how you define yourself as a professional musician, you can think about all the examples of ways that people got there that are different oh yeah you know and so you you should never listen to anyone including us that says this is the way you have to do it this is what you have to do because ultimately that's your decision absolutely and like you can probably there's probably four or five or eight or ten different possible ways that you could do it, it almost becomes a, a, like a personal preference kind of thing it's sort of like well I want to um, go to dinner tonight I, I you know how many different ways are there ways to, to nourish yourself well what, what kind of food do you want do you want to cook for yourself yeah. it's not a right or wrong but yeah. once you decide to do one you kind of want to go about that in the most optimal way possible absolutely but that first decision should be more like how do I want to
1: do it it really depends on your comfort level with with you know putting whatever kind of art you want to make above it I mean I know professional musicians who only play you know wedding gigs on the weekend right and but that's all they do and they make decent money doing it or they do some stuff during the week for that and they teach and stuff and then I know people who make amazing amazing artful music who are baristas right you know what I mean and they they just shed and their free time and then they play these like crazy out concerts and they love it and they're doing exactly what they want and I know
0: musicians that are incredible and make a great living and then make amazing coffee latte art on the side I know that'd be the opposite that's me me, my man yeah yeah
1: no but it's it's really everybody's individual journey with this you know what I mean I mean you and I were lucky enough that we're kind of on different scales for sure on track to be Players since we were really young, and that's just all we. I mean, he's this. He's lucky. Rune is lucky that he has the option because I I didn't have any other options. You know, when I went into it, it was just like I have to be a musician because that's all I can do. Right. Um. But I. I don't. The story is different from for everybody, and it's always changing.
0: Yeah, and remember, like you can make your own journey as you go. Yeah. You know, I. I think this thing of like, it's fine to say have a five-year goal and a ten-year goal. Um, and those can be useful in a one-year goal, but be flexible with it. Like For sure. once you get going, like the journey is everything. Because whatever goals you think that you have, they're going to become more like, like the fun part is when you make a very um, ambitious goal, like I want to be a master jazz pianist or something ridiculous like that. So if you're 22 years old and you're like, I want to become a master jazz pianist, that's a laudable goal and everything. But you're you're going to realize at a certain point that that's that goalpost is always getting pushed back and that's a good thing. Yeah. So you're never getting there. Like you're, you you might get better than you ever thought you were gonna get. For sure. But then you just see like like you make it over the mountain top and then you're like, oh, there's that other mountain that's even higher. Yep. But then you start saying, Wow, I kinda like hiking in the mountains. I like going down. It's it's good. I like to be going in the mountains. up. That's a great
1: that's a great metaphor, man. It's yeah. it's very good to be in the mountains, but it's always there's always a higher peak. Yeah. You know, there's never a top. And when you're really young or, or just newer to the game as they say
0: um that's intimidating who says that uh the the game (laughs) the actual guy named the game no (laughs) so uh you know that's kind of intimidating as you get older that's fun it's fun it's like oh yeah you know you're not so much worried about what you don't do you're worried about what you're currently striving to become and what you're striving to do so i think that you know you adopt this mindset and mentality slowly and methodically as you go through life No, no we're not trying to get you you know um To have the mindset of a 45 year old now or 55 year old, you don't need to do that in your early 20s, but you wanna know that you're gonna evolve and that you wanna enjoy this time. Like, one thing about it is, is like, take advantage of the things that are specific to your age right now and and kind of your outlook on life. Like, there's certain things that you're not gonna know because you don't have the experience or time, that's fine, but there's other things that you can take advantage of. Uh, I mean, everything from something silly, like you can recover from bad health, <laughs> you know, uh, decisions very quickly to you can grow very rapidly That's right. because you've got a lot to learn and stuff. That's so right. I think the the whole thing of like, whether or not you get your master's degree, like that's important, but that's not every, that's not even the main thing. Yep. It's more like, what kind of mindset are you going to have going about your life for growth? Because you don't know, I mean, I know that I'm in a, doing very different things than I ever thought I'd be doing. I think you'd probably for yourself would be the same thing, Absolutely. but we both are very much, a part of something jazz music that we got hooked on at a very young age. Yep. So that's kind of cool to still be doing. It's almost like you know you're playing soccer as a little kid, and then you're still doing it when you're old. You're coaching, or yeah. you're playing in an old man's league, or whatever. It's fun to be part of <laughs> two old forever. soccer dudes that's talking right. about soccer every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. I mean that's fun. So it's like the framework of the art is still there, but like how you're going to be part of it and how you're going to change it. And then when you start to realize that you can push it, jazz and like. It actually has an effect. For me, this took me a long time. Like, I didn't realize that, like, I I always knew I was, like, part of the music and that I was pretty good. Yeah. And and maybe even really good at times. But I never really realized until recently that I actually have an impact on the music. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Like, if I I play something or whatever, some other people might copy and then it becomes a part of something, even in my own little way.
1: Absolutely. And that's fun. Yeah. That's fun, you know. That's part of the tradition of the music and what makes it so great. But, yeah. Brune, great question, man. Whatever you decide to do, you know, keep us keep us up to speed, what, whatever you decide. Yeah. But whatever you decide to do, make sure that it's from an honest place, from a sincere place, and you'll be fine. You'll absolutely. Absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and if you do the masters in the unrelated field, be, be a pioneer and figure out a way to connect it with jazz. Absolutely. You know, jazz surgery. You there know? are people that do that kind of stuff. That's right. That connect you these No, there's so many. Passions. I mean, think about music therapy. That didn't exist I mean, it's always actually existed, but as an actual field of study, yeah, and something you get a degree in. That's pretty recent and Man, it's such a valid thing.
1: We, can I say we have a here in St. Louis area? We have a great music therapy college at Maryville University, yeah, and they are leading, killing it out there. Yep. Uh, yeah, one of the national leaders in music therapy education. Yeah. I taught for two years. I taught an improv class out there, mm. and these are not jazz musicians. These are people who are terrified to improv- improvise. Right. And uh, so I would just get them starting improvising with chord ch- some chord changes oh, or man, so awesome. pentatonic scales, and I've kept in touch with a lot of those students. We had a really good time in, in these classes that I taught, and almost all of them are working in the field of music therapy. Like it's taking off, wow. and they're doing. And some
0: of them in performance too. I know we heard from one of your former students uh, brad meldow the pianist that you started out out there he's he's actually doing really good things I he think. was he
1: was by far my most talented <laughs> improv student
0: he really ran with the concept i mean <laughs> he's a,
1: a brilliant therapist uh thanks room for the question let us know uh what what happens that's <laughs> Keep right us up to speed uh, if you want to leave we're gonna, a,
0: we're gonna get a message back in six months you yeah. know. how dare you yeah yeah my life fell apart ever since i took your advice from his father
1: yeah um Cool. Uh, you can go to you'll hear You can leave us a speak pipe. You yeah. can check out our blog. Hey, leave us a rating and review on your podcast app. That's right.
0: Come damn on it. now, damn it. We're doing a free podcast up in here. Shout out, out they to old is...
1: Forrester for the. <laughs>
0: this to be our new sponsor for now. the conversation That's right. today. That's right.
1: Shout right. out to uh, our real sponsor, SoundSlice. That's right. Go to soundslice. slash transcribe. Check out one of the most amazing transcribing tools you will ever see. Yep. Yeah. And um, I think until tomorrow, you'll hear it.